It's Eddie. We got another great show for you today. We are talking about our second year as devs and uh, kind of recapping 2020 for the both of us. Hope you guys enjoy it. Um, if you'd like to support the show, uh, please visit us at techjunior.dev. You can sign up for the newsletter. You can follow us on Twitter at techjuniorpodcast. Share the show with your friends and uh, anything you can do to help support the show is greatly appreciated. And uh, let's get into it. Uh, man, it's been so long that we've not done this that it's kind of weird now. <laughs> uh, welcome to Tech Junior. My name's Lee Warwick Jr. I'm a software engineer, I guess. Uh, <laughs> have with me as always, Eddie. What's up, Eddie? <laughs> hey, it's Eddie. I'm also a software engineer. I'm going with that today. It's official, right? That's, yeah, yeah that's what it says on my profile i was gonna say my paycheck but they don't write that on the paycheck well the company uh, website has us listed as software yeah engineers, so yeah exactly by god i'm gonna run with it <laughs> uh yeah so today just wanted to talk about doing this whole software thing for two years now two years uh, or a little over we started uh, around labor day of 2018 it was like beginning of yeah September. it's 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 maybe two and a half years now no, no, uh, two, uh, three years, uh, three years, three months over, right? Two so years, three September -ish. months. Yeah, sounds yeah. good. Yeah, I don't know what I'm saying, um, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, a little over two years. Do uh, are you? Do you feel like a senior engineer now? Are you? Hell no. Hell no. <laughs> we can say hell, right? Uh, what, what about <laughs> mid level? Are you? Are you mid level? Um, I always. I mean, I still feel like I don't know anything. Um, Are you offended if someone calls me a junior engineer? A little, yeah. A yeah, little I bit? So. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Not that, like, uh, I, I mean, yeah, I would be offended if someone called me a junior. It seems like it uh, It comes from, from, from all angles. It, it, some people are, oh, it's two years, you're a junior. Other people are, oh, no, you're... Uh, mid-level or a senior and you know other folks are like deeply offended to even think anybody under a certain year level is is a senior so uh it continues to be almost entirely pointless <laughs> yeah I, I agree i don't like putting a, a like um putting a label on it uh it's a little difficult um for me uh, for myself anyway um yeah, I, I aspire to be a senior. Uh, we'll we'll see. I don't I don't feel like my skill set's at that level yet. But. Whenever I think about like senior engineer, I think about like team lead. And when I think about team lead, I think that I don't want to do that job. <laughs> yeah, and I are they different things? Because I in my mind they're kind of the same, but I mean, project wise, you can have leads that aren't. I mean, you have seniors that aren't leads, and, you know. I think the skill level is implied to be similar, but the responsibilities are vastly different. Okay. In my own mind, I'm not a yeah. CTO making this stuff up, so. Yeah, I, I bring this up. This is a little inside baseball, but um, for where we work, um, we have to make goals and stuff like that, and I, I didn't know if, like there, there's a difference there. If 
I'm just trying to figure out what my goal should be. Um, anyways. Five-year plan. <laughs> yeah, well, is it I like forget one what it's year It's like IDPR year? or some junk. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's, it's all that business stuff uh, makes me feel like um, those worksheets that you'd have to do in middle school that are like, you know, <laughs> critical thinking, what do you want to yeah. do? with your life kind of stuff and it's all about process and uh, just gives me a bad so, taste in my mouth every time I, I try and do something. How like do you that. feel? Are you a senior developer? Do I feel like a senior developer? No. Uh, some days I feel dumber than I used to be actually. Oh yeah. Cause like this job that I'm doing now, like I used to do front end development and you had to do HTML, CSS and JavaScript plus whatever framework. Um, and, you know, there's all kinds of other stuff that you're integrating, like some map library or whatever, just anything off of NPM, right? Mm -hmm. uh, now I'm working in purely Node on, you know, an, an API backend, and it's very, very straightforward. <laughs> so there's, a, <laughs> there's no CSS to worry about anymore. There's no components. There's no React or, or Vue or anything like that, so don't have to do any of that. Uh, and at the same time, people are like, continue to send me emails and stuff about like some blog posts I wrote uh, a year ago or over a year ago uh, on React. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The same handful of React articles. Every once in a while I get like a Twitter notification or an email or something. It's like, hi, great article. I'm like, cool. Mm -hmm. I, w I wish that guy was here writing articles still because <laughs> <laughs> I haven't touched React in a while. Uh, I, I mean, I, I taught Aren't it. You teaching it? I did teach it. So, uh, yeah, maybe maybe we should just do like some recap stuff over the the past year. Um, yeah, go ahead. So in the in the couple of years that we've been doing this thing, uh, we started off at the same company. Uh, I worked mm -hmm. there for about six months, and then I left to take another position uh, as a front end developer at a different company. And then this year, um, got hired on as a a back end developer doing Node.js at a fully remote company. So the previous two were in office positions. This one's fully remote. And then uh, later on in the year, uh, Eddie was able to join me at that company, which was awesome. Yeah. Um, I also, since getting out of the boot camp, uh, was a tutor for the boot camp and a TA. Um, did that for a while. Finally this year, I uh, got on as an instructor and taught my first class online. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I had to teach like Redux and uh, React. They're and doing Redux stuff. now, just barely. <laughs> it's uh, okay. it's like such a a light uh, tread in that in that territory that it's not even really. Uh, Is it worth diving into then? I, I think it's good in for the exposure. They, they talk more about like context and stuff, and then at the okay. very end, and then they're they're like, and by the way, here's how you hook in Redux. So. Yeah, okay. It's, it's, it's good. It's better. It's a, it's better than it used to be because they didn't touch any of that stuff before. Didn't have hooks yeah. and all this stuff. So the, the revamp I think was good, but that's more inside baseball for the, the boot camp yeah. that we went through. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I have questions about that as well, but, um, yeah, cool. Go ahead. Now that that's all I got for, for recap professionally. Um, still working at the same company. Uh, I love it. It's, uh, very relaxed, I feel. Um, 
it's uh, in the realm of like government contracts where we're working with like other contracting companies and uh, mm-hmm. doing doing a lot of stuff with um, like healthcare.gov and uh, the, the, the back end systems that run all that stuff. Um, what about you, Eddie? My year. Um, so I working with you now. We, um, I, it, it's been interesting cause, uh, is so you're on your third, I'm on my second job, um, as a developer. Um, I was originally hired as a node developer as well. Um, but now I, I've got moved to uh, another team and I'm working on front end react stuff. Uh, I do get to do some back end stuff every now and then though, which is cool. Um, but yeah, uh, left my first job, uh, did a little searching for a little bit. Uh, Lee, okay, talked to Lee about this in the past. Um, did a little bit of interviewing, so got <laughs> uh, had a, a quite a bit of experience um, with interviewing uh, for I guess what do we call this a mid level position now? Um, yeah, I mean, um, <clears throat> you, you're talking about to get your next job, like when you were job searching, or yeah, when now that you're searching. where you're at now, you were doing interviewing. No, I'm talking to get the next job. Yeah, I'm not. I haven't interviewed anyone. I know you have. Uh, yeah, I do that occasionally. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I've I've asked to start doing that, but I mean, if we're hiring, I guess front end people or people for Node, I can do that as well. Um, anyway, yeah, I, I'm bringing some of this up because um, my lead on my project kept because he, he's the one that interviewed me and did the code challenge for the job I have now, and he. <laughs> His name's Charlie. Um, Charlie is uh, asked me a couple of times, "Are you going to talk about getting your job at Oddball and uh, <laughs> on the podcast?" So this is this kind is of it. for him. This is, it's happening right now. Yeah. Last um, time I talked to Charlie, he ribbed me about the same thing. He's like, "When are you going to yeah. do this thing with Eddie?" And I was <laughs> he like, messaged both both of us on Slack. Boss. About yeah. It. yeah. Um, I mean, interview process with Oddball. I just to be. Put everything out there. Um, I interviewed for with a few companies before I landed at Oddball. I just want to throw um, out before you even get any further that it was like really arduous and yeah. stressful when you did it. Like for me, I interviewed uh, with uh, Real Truck, um, which was pretty straightforward. Like I just did the process and got hired, and then I did the process for Oddball and got hired. Uh, but you, you had like a totally different experience. You interviewed for oddball a couple times and like a whole smattering of other companies and like did all these code challenges and all this other crap. So it it seemed like a real shit show from, from where I was sitting because you were like trying to get hired (laughs) during the pandemic. And it was like, yeah, all this shit was happening. Now I'm cussing on the podcast, but um, all this stuff (laughs) was happening. Uh, so Um, yeah. What, how did you feel about that in retrospect? Yeah. I just wanted to bring up some of the interviews that, uh, I, I went through. Um, Cause some of it was just uh, a little much like one place I interviewed at kind of required you to take an entire day off of work because you're doing basically five hours of interviews and code challenges. And it was insane. Um, It was, uh, 
I did a code challenge just, well, there was the first interview, which every company kind of does where they just kind of get to know you kind of thing, see if you're a fit for the position or if they want to even, you know, send you a code challenge. Um, did the code challenge, passed that. It was just a take home thing. It took like an hour and a half or something like that. Nothing crazy. Then after that, I was like, okay, we're going to schedule for like a whole day of interviews, basically. And it was about five-ish hours. Um, and that involved an interview, a code challenge that was similar to the first code challenge, um, a pair coding session where you solve a, a different problem with, with another person. Um, you break for lunch. Then uh, you have to do a talk, like a 15-minute, a 10 to 15-minute talk on any subject then there's another code challenge um that was i forget i really forgot what, what that was about um and then there's a final like hr type of interview and uh didn't get that one obviously <laughs> do you remember what that place but paid was it it was six figures was it was really good it was it was good it was good um it, it it was the everyone I talked to was nice. Like there's nothing um weird or whatever, like, you know. It it was a, a, a fine process or whatever. It's just it's a lot to go through. And um and because of COVID, they said typically they would like fly you in and then it was the first time they're also hiring someone outside of the city that they were in. Um usually uh, or they're the first time they're hiring a remote for a remote, ugh, a remote position. Um, and that was the thing that I really wanted this for this next job for it to be remote, uh, which is why. But is the team all in office? Very, yes. Uh, man, that would have sucked anyway, position. because when the team is all in office and then you're the only remote person. Yeah. That's no good. Yeah. So anyway, that was one thing. There are other jobs where there are code challenges and. Um, I had problems like hitting an API with one place and they said it was working and like I could get one endpoint to work, but the other one wasn't working and they would get back to me. But like I would submit the code challenge and with the whole list of explanations of like, Hey, this is why this isn't working or whatever. And then just hear nothing. Um, so it was, <laughs> but, uh, oddball was like, uh, the fastest and easiest kind of like uh, job interview process that I've everything kind of happened in a week, like super fast. Yeah, that was my um, experience with it. It was like yeah. I talked to the recruiter on a Monday. It, the recruiter is Luke, so he's like the the main guy for us at Oddball. Yeah. But uh, I talked to Luke on a Monday. And was I got an offer on a Friday? It was like bam, bam, bam. It all happened right then so i had to suffer through a weekend but <laughs> uh yeah um but yeah it was like phone call with luke that was great and um another call with uh clay who's on your team um that was great as well and then um a code challenge with uh my my lead was charlie um and that was great too um and then I got, I had to, again, wait through the whole weekend. And then I got an offer the following Monday. So, yeah, that was 
It was great. I mean, I, I love working for Oddball. They're a really great company. Um, I encourage anyone to apply. Um, if because we're we're still hiring, right? Uh, last I talked to Luke, we were looking for a UX person. But okay. yeah, if you want to work for uh, for us, feel free to reach out, and we can see what's available at the time. But it, it's constantly changing. So yeah, yeah, uh, that's a little bit of it. Um, but overall, I mean, it was stressful. Um, I'm very, very, very bad at like doing these code pairs um and people know about my panic attacks and stuff like that when i was just like my first couple of days as a developer or whatever um i get portions of like parts of that happen during a code challenge especially when i feel like there's a lot riding on it or whatever um so these things are like really really bad for me um so i kind of suffered through a lot of those things but whatever i Code-wise, I learned a lot. A lot of the the take-home projects were fun. So it, I for another company, I did like an earthquake app type of thing. Which I remember that. Know, that was cool. I sent you that one just to look over the code for me. Um, <laughs> I was like, yeah, it looks cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> didn't get it. <laughs> uh, but that was cool. Um, I learned stuff that I didn't know because, uh, I mean, uh, I I learned hooks through this because I didn't know it before. And, That's good. You know, that probably helped yeah. for your, your current thing. Yeah, yeah, it, it definitely does. Because we're actually, I'm not on the team that's doing it, but they're currently moving like the portal we work on. Uh, I think it's done now. I uh, moved it over to hooks. Um, but it helps. Um, but yeah, it was, it's been a year. Um, and that's just the professional stuff. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's a whole bunch of personal stuff we just want to even get into. Um, but yeah, it's it's been cool. And then, you know, current job has been great. I have no complaints. Um, I can, you know, gush about Oddball and all the things I like, but I don't want to bore people. Yeah, this wasn't um, wasn't supposed to be the oddball show, but yeah, <laughs> here we are. This ends up being advertisement <laughs> for the place we were. I'm playing. sure they love it, but um, but it's been like a it's a huge difference from where I came from, and uh, I, I it, it's it's been great, especially um, during the pandemic and stuff. Um, the effort they put in to just you know team building, things like that. And uh, it, it, even though we're not in the same office, it does feel like I, you know, see and talk to these people every day. And like we have water cooler type sessions on Fridays and stuff that are pretty cool. Yeah. To everybody. I think um, to, to kind of extrapolate, I guess the, the lesson, the life lesson from all this is uh, um, yeah. uh, the place that we worked at originally, we, we both weren't happy at it. Uh, yeah. I moved on to another company fairly quickly, um, which I was mostly happy with. Uh, but it was a situation where I was working kind of like I mentioned before. Um, everybody was remote to me, but I was still expected to come into the office kind of thing. Yeah. Which I wasn't crazy about. Uh, the pay was okay. Um, the, uh, the team was very small. Um, I, I learned some stuff there. I wasn't, like unhappy with what I was doing, but it wasn't what I had pictured right when I first started this whole thing. And then getting into oddball, that's is like exactly what I was hoping for was, you know, I get to work from home or work really wherever I want. 
um, with a good team and the company has like a great culture, uh, all, yeah. a lot of water cooler kind of conversations. So like there's been this saga of a couple of the engineers trying to get PlayStation fives, which has been hilarious. <laughs> um, one of them has, I just a, gave up. Yeah. One uh, of them has um, a, a brother that's a scalper who like <laughs> got like seven of he's them. On my, he's my, on my team. We talk about it. Yeah. He's, uh, he's from Orlando as well, but um, yeah. <laughs> stuff like that is, is just hilarious. Uh, there's, they're all into like pets and cooking and beer yep. and whatever you are into. They've, they've got a channel for it. Um, it's just a, a good community and that's not even talking about the technical side of it. So, uh, if you're at a company where you're not happy, why, why would you stay there? There, there's other companies out there. There's a lot of other companies out there. And especially now with, you know, COVID sure, there's a lot more competition out there for uh, jobs because everything's remote now. So you're kind of opening up to not just the people around you in your city, but the whole country or beyond. Um, at the same time, that means that there's other companies now that are available to you that might not have been before. Like maybe if you didn't want to live in San Francisco, you couldn't work at Google or Facebook. Well, now those companies are having more and more remote teams and just saying like, well, you know, we'll, we'll just keep doing remote from now on and yeah. have our office in San Francisco and have like a, a mix. So, you know, the opportunities are out there. It's, it's not necessarily easier to apply now, but there's more chances, I guess. So, uh, yeah, take take a page from Eddie and and even if you have to do a bunch of challenges and stuff. <laughs> he was he was very uh what's the word? Despondent? Uh discouraged for sure. Yeah. At at certain points. It, it happened a bunch. It was it was pretty tough. He even applied to to Oddball a couple times. So not cut well, one other time. But yeah. Um So it wasn't like a one and done thing. I wasn't like, hey, hire Eddie, and they were like, Okay. It didn't happen like that. Yeah. <laughs> so um yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know, I see people, they go and they, they work for these companies that just stay there. And I I don't get that. Uh, if it's I, a place I that you're unhappy get... with, then, you know, try and apply. I mean, you can't get hired, you can't get hired, but. Yeah, I, I, I get it from a, like a security kind of perspective. Also, like if you're scared of the unknown. Well, yeah, change, right? I don't want to, yeah, change if you go to another place and then for some reason, I mean, uh, things don't work out or the company goes under or something like that. Well, I don't, I don't so know. the There's thing, a bunch of things. Yeah. That's tr- If you're just applying to like some random company, then yeah, yeah. the, the saying that I always hear being from the South is the devil, you know, is sometimes better than the one you don't. But, uh, <laughs> no, in, in our case, like I knew Phil and, what it was like to work with Phil through the podcast and, you know, we interviewed him and he talked about node, uh, and through project codex and he came and did like a testing workshop, which was awesome. Yeah. And, uh, had talked to him about where he worked and how much he liked it. So I already knew that that company was a great place to be. So I wasn't, you know, whenever I had the opportunity, I was like excited about it. I wasn't like, Ooh, this could be bad. It could be worse or whatever. Yeah. So I guess that's another impromptu plug for networking but yeah um yeah definitely and another reason someone i guess someone like myself may have stayed where they were at longer than they should have is that maybe they don't feel like they're ready for that 
next up, which sure. was kind of where I was because I didn't, you know, I like I we like we were already talking about when we first started. Do I feel like a senior developer or whatever? Um, I, you know, I don't feel like my skill level is just there. Is is it there just yet? So maybe I should wait another like six months or whatever before I apply for that job. But I applied and, you know, uh, just kind of, I, I guess I was or, or it happened. Like I had to do it twice, but <laughs> <laughs> finally got there for something like, because going in as a node or backend engineer uh, wasn't the thing that I would, that I would have thought I'd, I'd get hired for, you know, but, it, you know, it worked out. No, but I mean, you followed through with it at least. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah, yeah, I know you weren't looking to go and do backend stuff, but here you are, ended up in. Front yeah, of the I was like, again, yeah, so. what, what the hell? I give it a shot, you know. And say no again. <laughs> yeah. So, but that I mean, it, it's kind of worked out. Like this is all the high points of the year, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't want to like misconstrue things and just paint this picture that everything's like sunshine and roses because it isn't uh yeah. as, as eddie had alluded to like we dealt with a lot of personal stuff the both of us uh yep. not not with each other but in our own lives um so that which was you know just happened to fall in 2020 like the greatest uh dumpster fire of, of all years yeah um covid has been a, a challenge like a lot of our friends have gotten laid off um seen a lot of people struggling uh, locally, um, like one, one fellow worked for a local company downtown and had been working there for like a year and a half and was doing engineering work. And they were just like, we, we can't support a junior engineer and just fired him. Oh, so that like that seeing sucks. stuff like that happen, you're like, what, why, you know, it, if it, I'm, and really the, the answer is payroll is the biggest expense. Yeah. So you know, when times get tough, that's, that's life, I guess. Uh, yeah. businesses, you know, will do anything to survive. So payroll is always the highest expense. So if they can cut people, look at them. Uh, so, I mean, it, thankfully I didn't get laid off, um, this year. Uh, we're, we're working for a company that is a little insulated from that kind of thing. Um, because we're, you know, unless the, the government goes under, we'll probably be okay. But, it's uh, it's just been a, a shitty year, and and really, uh, here I am cussing again. Um, <laughs> even if you're not directly impacted by it, I think like the culmination of everything. Just you know, there's so much stuff going on. The election was terrible. There was murder hornets at one point. Uh, <laughs> COVID has been like a constant uh, stressor. Like you know, Eddie, you've got kids. I'm sure that was like yeah. I was just gonna bring that up. Right. Um, there there's it, there's been a huge like stressor just from like my oldest daughter is uh, 10 years old and her going through like virtual school and then her having like some like mental health issues just from you know the stress of not being able to be like physically social with her friends and stuff like that being in the same room and her, her she had friends that are having are having the same problem to the point where we had to get her back into school um, just so she could be around other kids, even though they have the social distancing and the masks on and everything, it was better than 
just being completely social. It's been a lot better for her. She's doing well and she's still a pain in the butt, but that's just her being a 10 year old. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's been that, that part has been like a huge stressor personally. Yeah. So, I mean, things that used to be routine and mundane are now like, yeah, exactly. Very stressful. You know, like at one point there was no toilet paper, uh, (laughs) in any stores, like even recently, they were like, oh, there's a COVID spike and the toilet paper disappeared again. And I was like, <laughs> holy smokes. Uh, almost cussed again. That? Holy smokes. They bought it. Like this happened again of all the things to ration and to stockpile. What yeah. people are worried about the most is shooter paper. And, that, and that's what they <laughs> went out and bought. Um, it just it just blows my mind. But the hardest things to get this year, toilet paper and a PS5. Yeah, it's like the Tickle Me Elmo of, of 2020 <laughs> is, is like the PS5 and and toilet paper but um yeah just i don't know that living in this year in this time like what a time to be alive yeah. uh has been stressful so uh i used to be somebody that like we do these episodes once a week and here it yeah. is it's been a couple mm-hmm. months and we haven't released one um it's just tough it's it's tough to find the motivation to do stuff nowadays yep. um personally like yeah it's great that i get to work from home now i'm i'm not really uh, I, I'm very fortunate in that I don't have to like commute to an office or I'm not like, you know, in healthcare anymore, which would have been terrible, you know, on the mm-hmm. front lines of this thing. Um, but at the same time, I'm, I'm very isolated. So I'm, I'm living by myself. I don't leave the house <laughs> cause I don't have to, uh, yeah. except to like go get groceries and stuff. Uh, for a while there I was getting like meal delivery stuff. So I didn't even have to leave the house except for toilet yeah. paper, which there was none anyway. So uh, that, that wears on you, I think. Um, it did on me. Uh, it, it's just been a very challenging year. So uh, I'm very happy that it's we're, we're closing it out and that everybody's, well, not everybody, but uh, we've survived the year. Um, and, and, you know, we're in the spot that we're in. But uh, I'm hoping 2021 picks up again. I, I do feel a little bit better recently. Things have, have finally start to uh, ease up a little, uh, feeling a little more normal recently. But for most That's of good. the year, it's just been a real show to, to really cuss again. <laughs> You're editing this one. <laughs> I don't know if um, I can. <laughs> I just let it fly. <laughs> uh, yeah. And if you're lonely, I'd recommend getting a dog. That's what my lieutenant used to say. He said, life's tough. Get a dog. Yeah. Which you did. You just got a dog. Yeah, I did. I got a puppy. He's a, what? He's nine weeks old. A Dapple Dotson? Yep. He's super cute. He's sleeping on my lap right now. His name is Toby. <laughs> there are pictures. Uh, there's one picture on uh, that I put up on Twitter, but most of them are on my Instagram if you want to see the dog. It is a cute He's dog. Maybe cute. we'll throw one up in the show notes. Oh, that's a good idea. Um, man, what else? What else to even say about 2020? Uh, hmm. I've got a, a blog post that I've been trying to finish for like six months, just trying to oh, find really? the motivation. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if it's going to happen. Maybe <laughs> uh, I'm on vacation now, so maybe. But oh, there you go. Have um, not. Uh, that, that, that's the point I was driving at. I have not had the motivation or energy to to give 
uh, a care about JavaScript recently. Like, I don't really care to learn any new frameworks. I don't really care what React's doing. I saw something about server components today on Twitter, and I was like, meh, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It, you know, and, and I think that that is not great, but it's okay. So if yeah, you're, if you're I mean, out there and you're break. like just not able to find the motivation to keep up with all this crap, because whenever you inevitably turn on like LinkedIn or you listen to guys like us on a podcast or something, I feel like the message is always hustle. Yeah. Hustle, hustle, hustle. You got to go learn 18 frameworks and do 3000 hours of tutorials and build 3 million programs and then go out there and like pry that job out of somebody's fingers. And, uh, it's not the time <laughs> it's <laughs> now is the time to like survive and not, you know, go nuts. At least in yeah. my opinion. Yep. Take a break. Get a puppy. <laughs> I don't know if I would advocate getting a puppy, but <laughs> I would or a cat, whatever you're into. Fine. A hamster. Or if you're into pets. Whatever. Yeah. If you're into pets, maybe, but I don't know. Getting a puppy's got to be stressful because that's you got to train him and all that stuff. He's been pretty good. I mean, that first night I slept on the floor of my bathroom because <laughs> he's whining Cause all he night. He was he was crying, yeah. So, um, and I he chews on everything. So I I picked him up at a breeder in Alabama, um, and when I went to the breeder's house and um, she's explaining like, you know her routine as far as feeding him or whatever. Um, and I look over and she has a Christmas tree and he's under the Christmas tree, chewing on the wire to the light. <laughs> he's like re- almost about to get electrocuted. And so that kind of freaked me out. And like my, it's like having a kid again and I have to like baby proof the house. Yep. Um, so that's why I slept in the bathroom with him because there was nothing he can tear up in the bathroom. So I was like, at least for this night, I'm just going to make sure he's comfortable or whatever. Because it's first night away from his mom and whatever. Um, but yeah, he's been good after that. He just, he sleeps on my bed. Though. I know that's a, <laughs> it's a bad thing, but he just, it's just easier. I don't Has he peed in your bed crying. yet? No, he won't do that. He'll cry to let me know that he has to pee, but he won't do it on the bed. So I just get up. I just pick him up. There's a pee pad right next to my bed. Drop him there. He'll do his business, and then he comes back. That's good. Um, He's been pretty easy. Some dogs would just pee the bed or, like, go to the other side of the bed and pee and then come back. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I won't let him do that. If I feel him move around, I pick him up and put him on the floor. Hmm. Yeah, sleep also like means that I dead, don't sleep so as much. Yeah, that's an I usually do too, but it's been different. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's he's a good boy. Cool. Uh, I I feel like I should throw out there, just for posterity's sake. Uh, there's a lot of dogs at the pound, so if you oh yeah yeah if I, you are I, looking for a pet, you want to take Eddie's advice, go to the Humane Society. Check yes. out some of the dogs there. I, just to put it out there, I did try, but in I tried for months. Like Lee knows, I've been looking for a dog for a while. Um, I couldn't just locally. There were there weren't any smaller dogs, and when there were, and I tried to, I put in a few applications. They were just taken right away, and I didn't want to adopt a big dog. Um, I have two little girls, and if I ever have to go away, and my mom has to watch them. I don't want to. Or messing with a big dog, 
she doesn't yeah. like big dogs anyway. But um, so, and I've had two dachshunds in the past growing up, so which is why I went for that. So, since I know the breed, yeah, I would say don't don't go out and adopt Cujo. But um, yeah, there are a lot of like sweet dogs out there. Yeah, the yeah. There are, so. If you want a pit bull, there are a ton of them in the shelter. At least local no, by mixed. me, anyway. They're mixed breed. Huh? That's what it always yeah, says, yeah. mixed breed. You're like, mix with what? Another pit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pit mix. Yeah. yeah. Uh, sweetest dog I ever had was a pit mix. It destroyed the house, but it was very sweet. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> That's another reason why I didn't want a big dog. Chewed the entertainment center up. Chewed uh, like a two by four into, into sawdust. It was wild. Wow. Yeah, ate the carpet, uh, ate the baseboards. Um Eesh. It was almost like Marley and me, except it never got through the drywall. Thank God. No. Um, but we we got the dog when it was like a puppy, and it it didn't it had like uh, separation anxiety, and we didn't always crate it because we were idiots. And uh, yeah, it was a good time. <laughs> <laughs> my my roommate ended up taking the dog when he moved back home after college, and uh, the dog never had any problems after that. So oh, once really? it, once it grew out of puppy stage, it was like the sweetest kindest. I mean, it was always sweet and kind, but like no, no trouble at all after that. That's so, cool. And sometimes it's just better not to get a puppy and get like a little older dog, but I don't know. People want what they want. So uh, I don't know when this became like the pet advice hour TV show <laughs> uh, podcast, but <laughs> uh, that, that was really what I wanted to, to come in with was um, not pets, but uh, 2020, I'm just happy I survived. Um, I, I oh, guess yeah. I better knock on wood. There's like a week left, but um, still employed, still doing tech. Do I feel like a senior developer? No. Do I feel like uh, I'm twice the developer I was a year ago? No. <laughs> Same. Uh, if anything, I feel like I learned more in the boot camp. And after that, it's just been like a slow trickle of improvements. And mm. uh, that's that's tough to deal with um, mm. because in, in the boot camp, you're like, Day one, I can't do anything. Day seven, I can program. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> zero to 100. And now after yeah. that, you're like, today I learned how... Oh, here's an example. So uh, on Twitter, uh, German or Herman, however you want to, if you want to be kind, Herman, uh, posted <laughs> a tweet that was like, today I learned in my sequel uh, that current date is better than now because current date is cached. Like oh, okay. that that's the type of little nugget that you learn here and there as like an experienced developer working in your language of choice or, you know, some other minor detail like that. It's not like, and then today I learned how to make react, you know, it, it's not as dramatic as, <laughs> as that anymore. So you're not making like these big achievements. It's very small things. Right. And, and sometimes yeah. it's, uh, like, architectural stuff like uh i learned how to organize something better or how to name a variable better or something like that so it's it's very not sexy not exciting kind of things that you're you're picking up yeah um, that's i was just gonna put out there that like currently that's a lot of what i've been i guess picking up <laughs> as you put it um uh with my current role like i've, I've been learning a lot of like that, that kind of stuff uh, which has been cool and it's been nice to be in a position where like everyone's seems to be like light years ahead of where I am. Uh, so <laughs> it's, <laughs> uh, and it's nice to like 
learn from from them and see how um how they go about like solving their problems and things like that so but yeah this is another reason why i don't feel like i'm yeah it's you know the longer we do this it's like we feel uh we feel worse and we get paid more i feel like (laughs) (laughs) that's that's perfect yeah (laughs) so yeah the the imposter syndrome never ends uh it's always there uh, mm-hmm. There's there's no made it feeling. I haven't felt like that. Uh, my boss says I'm doing great. I don't feel that way. <laughs> I'm glad that he does because uh, that's that's where it counts. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's why I wanted to, to make this episode because uh, uh, you know there, there's this this whole culture that we live in nowadays of you turn on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or some crap. People are in like Fiji, not nowadays, but. Uh, they're like, oh, I just bought a house or I just got married or whatever. And everything's like roses. Right. But the reality is not that right. Cause you know, it's not, especially this year, everything has not been roses. (laughs) Uh, I know we talked about all the good stuff that happened this year at the start of this episode, but it has been a real up and down thing about a real roller coaster, uh, to be cliche. So um, at the end of the day, do I feel like a rock star 10x developer? Not even close. No, not at all. I don't think my boss does. I don't think I've met any <laughs> rock star developers that feel like they are rock star developers. Hmm. That's a good question. If you are a rock star developer, please email us and let us know. Yeah. I have a feeling we're not going to get an email. <laughs> I think Dan Abramov would, would not even call himself a rock star developer. Yeah. Yeah. We've interviewed a lot of uh, a lot of smart folks, and they all seem very humble. Yeah, they have. So I think it's just the nature of the game, you know. Mm. So all that to say, don't beat yourself up too much. Even though I will continue to do so to myself. <laughs> I'm sure. Here. I'm sure Eddie will too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In any case, uh, we're, we're still doing this podcast thing. It's still happening. Uh, hopefully, yeah. Project Codex will continue in the next year. I'm looking um, forward to that. I'm really looking forward to seeing people again and doing yeah, it. Yeah. You know, the, the whole meetup thing, um, conferences was another thing this year. Yeah. Uh, there's been a lot of opportunities for online conferences. I have not cared about any of them. I don't, I don't care about the technology. I don't, I, this is a terrible thing to say as an engineer, but <laughs> I just don't have the, the, but I keep saying motivation, but really I want to say the F's to give about yeah, like yeah. the latest and greatest from AWS. Like they released some location thing recently. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> like I might at some point catch a YouTube video on it, but, um, I just, the, the whole conference thing and meetups and stuff, it's cool to see the the talks and technology, but it, it really was good to see the people, you know, like, Hey, let me go shake hands with the engineers that I work with and talk to on like Slack and stuff. Yeah. And now that you can't do that, it really sucks the wind out of it for me. So I, I just haven't been as excited to do any meetups or anything, you know, because you get like five or six people that attend it virtually and then you put it on YouTube and it just lingers there. <laughs> no. So I, I don't know. It's it's hard to get excited about that. I think I'd like to do more community-driven stuff, even if it has to be online in the future. Okay. Yeah. I just I I just want to go outside again. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, it is a strange thing to fight so long to work from home and then want to go outside. <laughs> well, when I wanted to work from home, it it wasn't with like, hey, you're going to work from home, but everyone's going to work from home. And it's such and a cosmic won't. joke, right? Yeah. <laughs> you finally got what you want. Yeah, I thought you asked you for this. Do anything no. else. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> it's like the Twilight Zone episode where the guy wishes to be alone to read his books and he breaks his glasses. <laughs> he's like, no, he's the last man on earth. Yeah. Good times. Well, shall we move on into Nerd Minute? Yep. Um, cool. I won't even bother introducing Nerd Minute. Okay, what, cool. What do you got? What do you got for so, Nerd Minute? Nothing as cool as you, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know what I'm going to say. Oh, uh, well, I know what you should say. Um, I brought it up before we started. Uh, anyway, um, I watched uh, Tenet uh yesterday yeah yesterday did you like it it was good really it's it was yeah did you see it yeah i hated it (laughs) you hated it yeah um it was good it's a little if we're gonna curse it's a little up its own butt uh (laughs) um but yeah it's it's it but kind of what it was a christopher nolan movie (laughs) like it's kind of i liked it it's it's funny because uh, I was watching some reviews of it because I just want to see what other people thought and how it's cool to see that because this is a time travel movie. Of sorry spoilers, um, but uh, sometimes when you uh, when I you look at a review or whatever, then you it'll catch things that maybe you missed. Um, so that, that helped a little bit, but um, I thought this was better than Interstellar because really I. I didn't uh, that ending. I don't like. I don't like the black hole part. It, it, the like, thing with Interstellar is it had like this Deus Ex Machina junk at the end of it, mm-hmm. where it's just like, and then this random cosmic force happened. You're like, yeah. oh, cool, aliens or or, or whatever it was. I don't even. know. Yeah, but I uh, mean, I I like a lot of the things leading up to them going to the planets and whatever. It's just that that black hole thing just completely pulled me out of the movie to the, I was just a little angry. Um, it's like, uh, I really don't like this part, the bookshelf and all that stuff. Um, the, my favorite part about that being a dad is the, his relationship with his daughter like that. That's the, that's the part that kind of pulls me through the movie to the point where I was watching a review of it just before we started. And then I kind of want to watch it again. Um, Anyway, but Tenant, I thought it was really cool. I like the the time travel, uh, reverse bullet stuff. Um, it, it it's a movie that you have to watch twice. You have to watch it twice. Yeah, yeah. Everything's a palindrome in, in the damn movie. Yeah, that that was like the whole movie yeah. it was like, LOL. We made the same movie backwards as forwards kind of thing. Yeah. Um, or not really the same movie backwards as forwards. It's it's like the story moves in both directions. Mm-hmm. So like by the time you get to the end, you understand the beginning of the movie, yeah. but then that also means that you have to watch the whole movie again, which sucks. Um, Why does that suck? It was just because like fine. on first pass, it had good action. On first pass, you're like lost on all of it. Like the some of the okay, so like the fight scenes and stuff were cool. Yeah, um, the reverse bungee jumping was kind of funny. Uh, 
Robert Pattinson I thought was believable and not annoying, which was good. He was good. Um, it gives me hope for Batman. But like, there was a, a lot of dumb stuff in the movie, like the protagonist being named the protagonist. Yeah, <laughs> <It> was stupid. That's <laughs> <laughs> like it, it reminds he me of Snow Crash. The, I'm the protagonist. <laughs> you ever read it's Snow Crash? The guy's name is Hero Protagonist. It's freaking dumb. Oh really? No. Yeah, but but the whole book is over the top. Like Tenet was made very like seriously. So to have the guy be named the protagonist is just so dumb. <laughs> the other thing yeah. that bugged me was like the gas they had to breathe whenever they were going back oh, in time. Oh, when they're like, with their reverse lungs. <laughs> why? And they just said because uh, reverse lungs. Yeah, it, it was dumb. I don't know. Um, yeah, it and it, it served no purpose. Yeah, I mean, it took a minute just to like figure out. Like okay, this is going backwards. This one's going forward, and then like when I think he's that was himself, like the only and reason. there's another person there. Um, yeah, like that. Was, I think was the only reason they did it was so that you could visually distinguish who was going forwards in time and who was going backwards. So if they were on that re- weird rebreather, that meant yeah, they were yeah, going yeah. backwards. But they also concealed that for like some of the fights. Like you, like they would fight these armed guards that were like all decked out in tactical gear, but you couldn't tell that they were like on gas masks or respirators or whatever. Mm-hmm. So the first pass through the movie, you don't really see that. You don't really think about that part. You just think they're all tactical out, you know, like ninja yeah. mode. Um, you don't really take note of the gas mask. You know, you're not really worried about it. So it, it didn't really help, but I don't know. Yeah, it, again, I, it's a I movie like that you that. have to watch at least twice, which, meh. I mean, it's it's cool if you watch the movie and you comprehend it, and then you're like, oh, there are other little things that I missed. This one, you literally don't get it unless you watch it the second time, which I'm, I mean, not, you, I'm not super crazy about. I don't think you, you're not going to, I mean, completely not get it the first time around. I mean, I, I understood what was happening. Um. It made me want to watch it again to just catch the the things that I didn't miss, and then this is why I I'll listen to reviews after, hear the things they bring up that I probably miss, and then I know what to look for the second time around. I typically, if I like a movie, I'll watch it more than once, anyways. Um, yeah, yeah, and I'm not saying that, but it, for a movie that was like, like you said, it was up its own butt. Uh, yeah. For such a navel gazing film like what the heck was the theme or the point or like the message that they were trying to convey aside from this is like a cool Christopher Nolan movie and yeah. except now it's time travel. Woo. You know, I mean like, uh, I felt like inception said more. I like, I think inception's a better movie. Well, for sure. Uh, it, it had it all, but, yeah. um, this one, I don't, I don't really understand what was the the main theme even and and for a lot of movies it doesn't matter it's just a popcorn movie like things blow up it's yeah make it to the end kind of thing this one like is obviously like he sat down and really thought this out and i think the main point was that i can make a movie that goes forwards and backwards yeah he made a movie that was backwards and that is aggravating to watch (laughs) i love that movie memento is really good no, 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 I'm talking about Tenet. Uh, Memento oh, okay, is okay. is very good. Yeah. Um, and that one dealt with a lot of themes like, you know, 
uh, identity, right? So he uh, <clears throat> he doesn't know who he is, and he learns who he is at the end, which is the beginning of the movie. Um, yeah, well, he's looking for the person that killed his wife, or... right? And to spoil it, like he he invents this person at the end of the movie. Yeah. So he doesn't know who he is, and then at the end, it's unveiled that he's being used by his friend. Who yeah, has, like the cops manipulating him. And, right, and yeah, so he's looking for John G, and, and the, he's telling him, like, oh, you idiot, there's hundreds of John Gs. You know, I just point you like a like a gun at somebody else and tell you it's a John G, and you're, you're after him. Yeah. So, um, and at the end, he's like, oh, I'm going to get this guy. And then, because the guy said, even I'm a John G, so he tells himself that he's the... Basically, before he can forget, sets himself on a path to kill this person. So, but but I mean, there, there's a lot there. You know, there's a lot of layers to that. Um, like this person being able to forget who they are every 15 minutes or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, th- there's a lot to unpack there. Tenant, I don't feel had that. It was just like, look, bullets go back in the gun. <laughs> you know, it's a lot yeah. of spectacle. But yeah. I mean, there are problems like the uh, protagonist. Um, relationship with the 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 guy's wife um the yeah, i didn't wife. understand that the, yeah. the very tall it didn't woman seem like they were in love or whatever i don't know i don't completely understand why he kept protecting her yeah i um, didn't get that either <laughs> it was like a shitty love story on top of everything else yeah maybe he was <laughs> protecting the kid but i not, i don't know. i don't know but yeah it, it was weird it was kind um, of a mess of a movie <laughs> <laughs> i know i enjoyed it i um. Yeah, I guess I didn't think too much about any some of the other stuff. Well, for a movie that's like very pretentious, you know, it, yeah. it it begs you to, like, oh, am I missing something? Like, am I supposed to think about this a different way? It's not like Transformers, where it's like kill, you know, <laughs> Megatron. That's the for the MacGuffin. It's the yeah. Matrix of machines, blue lights, and explosions. <laughs> no, this one's like All Spark. Yeah, whatever, whatever it is in each movie, <laughs> the sword, the the leadership matrix, the all spark, the whatever. I gave up on those movies. I did not see the last one. Although but, Bumblebee was surprisingly good. But you just watch the movie to hear like Optimus Prime say cool yeah. stuff and and punch things, which is fine. Yeah. You know, that's whatever. But for this movie, it's like there's a lot of exposition. There's a lot of like oh there's this organization and you know, it's like very cerebral or at least tries to be, but it adds up to nothing. It's just LOL time travel. It's a palindrome. The movie's a palindrome. Got him. You know, that's, that's it. So, uh, that, that aggravated me about it. I I can very much enjoy like popcorn movies and not like pick them apart like this, but for a movie that begs you to like, think that it's something more, uh, I don't feel like it delivered on that, but again, I'm, I'm just railroading this movie right now for like the past ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm I'm glad that you liked it. I did. I wasn't a huge fan of it. <laughs> this That's is me fine. backing down. <laughs> <laughs> I still like it. I'm gonna watch it again. Um, yeah, and I'm probably gonna watch Interstellar again. Kind of want to give it another shot. Um, but yeah, that's about all I had. I don't think I. Did I is there anything else? Oh, oh yeah, there is something else. Um, I saw New Mutants. I saw Tenet and New Mutants at the same time. Oh, really? Back to back at uh, the, the drive. Oh, okay, so yeah, yeah. New Mutants I saw two days ago. 
Um, I saw Tenet and then New Mutants, and I thought New Mutants was a better movie after watching Tenet. Oh, I did not like New Mutants <laughs> at all. <laughs> I was like, wow, this this movie's like, I can follow it. I understand what's going on. It's not oh, great. Yeah, it's, it's pretty straightforward. But I understand um, it. And it had uh, the girl from Queen's Gambit in it, who played yeah, like the girl a very from, uh, Game of Thrones straightforward Arya role from Game of Thrones. Yeah, Arya Stark was in it. Uh, the kid from Stranger Things, the the brother. Oh uh, yeah, it was yeah, like yeah, a cannon, bunch of, and he was Cannonball too. I wish they did more with that, uh, with more with their powers. They just kind of focus on two people, and that was it, or three. Right. Um, yeah, it was. Eh. It was not a. I don't even know if I would call it a good movie. It was not yeah. a bad movie. It was okay. It was um, uh it was like an X-Men B flick side story thing. Basically. Like if you if you ever read like Uncanny X-Men, that's the kind of stuff that's in there. It's it's you know, it's not always Wolverine and Cyclops. A yeah, lot of times I, it's I like mean, Marvel Girl or like weird characters and the characters weren't the prob- problem with the movie. I wish they leaned more because when I first heard about or saw the first trailers it seemed like a horror movie like a comic book horror movie with mutants and superpowers and that seemed really cool to me i wish they really leaned into the horror aspect of the movie and i would have been a better movie because they kind of use it as like you know i don't know monsters for them to beat up at the end of the movie and right um, mirage is like bringing all these things to life um, but that's kind of the only time they use it. They kind of, they're, they're little bits of it here and there in the movie and it, they don't really do anything with it other than like, Hey, we need them to fight something. Let's bring these weird smiley face looking slender man guys and, uh, have them fight that for a minute and then give them a giant bear to fight for, <laughs> which was yeah. really dumb. Um, I thought it was all the all the characters nightmares basically or whatever they feared is what she brought to life that yeah that that was but it was uh what's her face um the 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 woman you were just talking about the the woman with the blonde hair and the sword on magic taylor joy or something um uh, yeah but uh, i think her name's magic girl from queen's gambit <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah um they were all basically from her head the the, the well, smiley the, face guys were yeah yeah the, but uh, um the slender man looking guys the other characters hallucinated their own fears yeah yeah but uh, yeah yeah that stuff happened it all and it then I thought the bear her. was like her fear yeah it was her fear um I don't know I didn't like it I when I saw the the company name and and I was like oh Mister Sinister are they gonna show yeah him? yeah like, that was cool nothing. at the end there's <laughs> like, a, there was a sting shit. for uh. The only thing that got me excited what's the, in that what's movie, the company name? Essex. Essex Corporation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I saw that. And I was like, oh, cool. Are they going to bring out Mr. Sinister? I was waiting for him to at least pop out at the no, end. No, they didn't. I wanted to see him. And like, no, <laughs> like, not even. We get to leave this insane asylum and just hold hands and walk out. And that was it. It was, yeah. it was basically like, hey, this is in some way related to Mr. Sinister. Like maybe he was the. That was her superior. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like maybe he was running this thing or he was the person that set it up or something but they never did anything didn't with get it. a voice <laughs> nothing like oh. i don't i don't know if they had the budget for it because like he's a very outlandish looking character yeah that's time. why i wanted to see him uh he looks like a vampire with like yeah. armor <laughs> <laughs> and he has a very uh 90s cape it's like ribbons yep. going behind him <laughs> I, I like i really doubt they would have done all of that but you know just yeah, probably to not. see him and the weird crew cut he probably, you know, he was probably in a, an earlier version of the film 
or like uh, in the script or something. And then a couple of rewrites in, he got cut out or edited out or something. Yeah. I don't know. I think he was also brought up in like one of the earlier X-Men movies, but never shown as well. I don't remember which one. I think so, but I don't remember. Although they did have Apocalypse, and I feel like they totally blew that. But oh yeah, that was really bad. (laughs) (laughs) That Phoenix movie, the second attempt, was crap as well. They they completely beefed Dark Phoenix twice. Yeah, twice. Uh, And I think it was the same writer director for both. No, there's no way. There's something like that. Yeah. So there's some Brian Singer do the original ones. Uh, or was it not the third movie? Uh, that's what happened. He did the first two. I, but he's not great either. Um, X Men Last Stand was the first movie, the first superhero movie I walked into. I was pissed off when I walked out. <laughs> Actually, I was pissed off in the first ten minutes because they killed Cyclops and like off screen, off screen immediately, and <laughs> Professor see his X are floating in the air. Yeah, just like obliterated him immediately, and I was like, "That's not how that's supposed to happen." Well, he had like, to go make Superman. <laughs> I, I guess that was what happened. Yeah, he was. He was yeah. Um, whatever. That was very aggravating. But yeah, the the new one it had a uh, Sansa, and she played yeah. Sansa Stark again, <laughs> basically, <laughs> uh, terrified girl on the run. Um, oh, that movie's really bad. And then they had like Jessica Chastain who played like a emotionless alien. Yeah, yeah. She Who's was, like a stand-in for the antagonist, just like, oh, well, we need a bad guy, so uh, yeah. uh, Jessica Chastain. And then... Uh, yeah, I forgot she was in there. I, it, yeah, I watched a review for it, um, and the guy, he he called out, like, Michael Fassbender was the only one that, like, acted his ass off in the movie, <laughs> which I kind of agreed with. He's a great Magneto. It just sucks Yeah, like, Magneto was, was awesome in the movie. Everybody movies. else sucked. <laughs> Which just they killed Mystique like randomly. They're just like, eh, yeah, like threw her into a fence and she like got impaled and died. I was like, what? You know, what it, when they do cheap deaths like that in movies and just betray yeah, the, the characters, those. it's like Game of Thrones got away with it because it like that was its shtick. But when you do it in anything else where you're like, oh, you care about these characters and they just give them a cheap death, it's like, uh, I don't know, it, it sucks. Yeah, but might see him come back in uh in the MCU since now the rights have transferred so? to Disney. Oh, for sure. How are you just going to leave Wolverine, you know, and and Cyclops and all these like iconic characters? I thought they were just going to like reboot everything. They're going to go make Unless a Moon Knight movie, and you don't think they're going to make oh, the X Men? I can't wait for that. Um, <laughs> Moon Knight is such like an obscure character. Yeah. They're going to do a, like the it's Inhumans. A series, though, I thought I don't know if they're are they doing a series and a movie or just for Moon Knight. Yeah, I know it's a series. No, I'm pretty sure it's a series. But anyway, he's he's like an incredibly obscure character. Yeah, yeah, I can't Uh, wait for that. It's going to be so good. And has like a very Oscar Isaac is going to be. He would be a good one, but yeah, um, he's Moon Knight. Um, The because he was also Apocalypse. True. Uh, (laughs) The comic arc for Moon Knight is like very out there, um, and and very scattered. Like he didn't he didn't always have a book because he wasn't popular enough, you know. Yeah. So I'll be interested to see what they do with that. I know one of the runs I wanted to read where he was like questioning whether or not he was actually a superhero because he was. Uh, I think he had schizophrenia. Yeah, he's schizophrenic. He has like there are like three personalities also that he has. He's 
That, that's all recent um, additions to the the Moon Knight character. Yeah, there was one run, one trade I read um, a couple years ago. It was good, but um, he wasn't as crazy in the one that I read. But from yeah, like I the original character was just a straightforward Batman knockoff, basically. Yeah, yeah it's basically Batman. Um, but then he... Or something. He gets his powers from like an Egyptian god. And yeah, I, I think that was also a, a later edition. But that might also be him, like his schizophrenia. He thinks he got it from. Yeah, it, like, it slowly. There's a whole bunch of. It things became like a very postmodern thing. superhero because it it became like uh, you don't know if he even is a superhero or if it's in his mind kind of thing. And that's yeah, you know, it's a very again like a more of a navel gazing kind of thing. Which is, you know, I think a, a cool experiment to do with a, a character that no, everybody's not going to get pissed off that you're doing it with. Like, oh, Batman assumed that he was Batman and really it was in his mind. You know, like people yeah. get mad about that. But if it's Moon Knight and you're like, oh, that's neat. So <laughs> I am kinda, excited to see it. But I'm excited that because um, I really like that Daredevil Netflix show. Um, yeah, that was excellent. And he might be back in the MCU. At least he, the, he might the, have a cameo uh, in the Spider-Man movie. Vincent D'Onofrio. I don't know if I said that right. Yeah, uh, the, was, the Kingpin. Yeah, he was uh, lobbying to play Kingpin again. Yeah. I thought he did great as Kingpin. That was yeah, fantastic. Was awesome. That series uh, was really good. Char Charlie something? Charlie Cox, I think. Cox. Uh, yeah, excellent Daredevil. Um, yeah. That costume's really good, too. Yeah, yeah, the whole thing. I, I even liked how they... They gave him the costume, and you were like, it's that's kind of fruity, but, yeah. but but okay. And then at the end, he's like, I don't need the costume. And he went back to the bandana. That was cool. Uh, yeah. Then they fix it, because at the end of the first season and the beginning of the second season, his mask is different. And then hmm. he talks to the guy that made his suit, and then they rebuild the the, the helmet. I think it's after the Punisher shoots him in the head or something like that. Um, and then yeah then they rebuild it and it looks way better it just fits its head better it's less uh you know how batman has a weird thing where he can't move his head yeah it was an old joke from the keaton batman yeah. where he had to move like it his shoulders still happens like, even because if you look at uh ben i didn't Affleck, even notice it in uh batman begins it, well, yeah, he, in Batman Begins, he can't move his head either. That's why he asked for another. Yeah, and, and uh, Morgan Freeman calls it out movie. and says, like, oh, you want to be able to turn your head? Yeah. Um, but Ben Affleck, uh, as Batman, he can move his head, but they do that digitally. But when you see him in scenes where he's got the suit on, it he doesn't move his head either. I, it, I didn't realize where it's that. Just like a, a, or it's just like a conversation. He's not fighting or anything. He's just talking to Wonder Woman or something. He's, he doesn't really move his head either. Hmm. It's, I, it's weird. I did not know until I saw the like making of that Justice League Batman, when Ben Affleck is in the suit, the cape is not real. It's CG. Oh, yeah. Just like, the, I mean, Iron Man's not wearing that suit. I'm sure Spider-Man isn't wearing that suit either. Well, yeah. I mean, that's obvious because like the eyes and stuff are... No, I mean uh, the whole thing, because it's it's a little too, like, I don't know. Or they're digitally editing it because it's a little too clean and smooth looking. I mean, it it's got like a look to it. I maybe you're I right. Know. I don't know. I, that the Spider-Man thing is just a, a me guessing, but I know for 
for uh, Iron Man, he's not really wearing a suit, or he wears parts of it, and they fill in the rest with CG. Yeah, I think that's probably the ticket. Is it's it's a partial thing. I don't know how they act on all those green screens, but um, anyway, point point being, uh, if they're gonna do Moon Knight, how could they not bring X Men into the DCU in some form or another? No, DC. Uh, MCU? What did I say? <laughs> I think he said DC. Um, but as is, you don't think they would reboot it? Oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. recast everybody? I think they're going to recast everybody because like... Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Then, yeah, we're in agreement old. there. They're going to they're gonna bring in the X-Men, yeah, but uh, I don't think they're going to hold on to any of those stories. No, Although, they're going to do multiverse. They're going to do a Deadpool be... 3, so I don't know what where that leaves anything. True. Um, yeah. Very true. Uh, this nerd is running super long. Um, I was I was gonna throw out Alice in Borderland on Netflix as well. Oh, is pick. that good? It is good. Uh, it is a manga or manga, depending on how weeb you are. Um, how so should Jap- I say it? You speak Japanese. Manga. manga? It's like okay. Spanish. You know, all the A's are the same. Uh, U-A-O. It's a manga. Okay. But uh, in any case, it's a Japanese comic. Um, about it's kind of like an isekai kind of thing almost, but it's like the whole normal people pulled into a fantasy situation. But uh, basically, this loser Hikikomori kind of person that is a shut in and all he does is play video games. Mm-hmm. He has a couple friends that are also losers and they get transported through unknown means to a parallel universe Tokyo that's empty of people and they are forced to play games. Uh, So the games are, you know, of course, because it's, you know, television. Uh, It couldn't be checkers. It's like games where people get die or get murdered or or die or whatever. They're like death defying stunts that they have to do. Um, So one is they play a game of tag and the tagger has a Uzi, and when he tags you, he shoots okay. you and kills you. <laughs> so the the goal of that game was to like find the safe room. Wow! And uh, so they're like running around this apartment building, trying to open all the doors and find the room that they were looking for. Um, while this guy's walking up and down, wearing a, a horse mask, which was kind of funny, but shooting them, you know, as he went. So uh, games like that. Uh, it's like Hotline Miami or something. I never played that. But oh, it's really good. You wear crazy mask and shoot. People. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, all, all the games are different. So there's like every time they play a game, um, basically they're they're stuck there uh, in this parallel Tokyo by themselves. They don't know what to do. And then like at night, a sign lights up and it's like, oh, the game's this way. And so they go follow it. They go in. They all pick up cell phones whenever they. Uh, enter the game arena and it tells them the rules and it tells them like the difficulty and the difficulty is a playing card. So they've got like different suits. So hearts, clubs, spades, diamonds, and then the numbers are the difficulty. So like a hearts game is like a betrayal thing where you have to like betray your friends. Uh, I think a diamond is like teamwork. Spades are like physical games and club is teamwork too. I don't remember, but (laughs) I didn't really get too deep into the diamonds, but um, basically the the hearts ones are the the ones that are very 
um, difficult because it's like you have to betray people uh, to survive. So, in any case, it they go through these. The games themselves are like very entertaining to watch. The character goes through this uh, journey where he goes from being like this loser that doesn't care about anything and all he does is play video games to being somebody where now he's trying to save himself and other people, and he's using his lifetime of playing games to his advantage uh, and is able to figure out some of these tricks in some of these games. So that's very entertaining. Um, and then of course it's leading to why are they in this parallel Tokyo and why are they playing these games? And so that that's the overarching plot that's happening. And it's just been very entertaining for the first season uh, they, they don't wrap up all the loose ends, obviously, but um, slowly more and more details start to come out as you, you get through the show. But, uh, I thought it was, it kind of reminded me of a uh, battle Royale a little bit. Okay. Except not as, uh, over the top and tragic at all times. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, this one's a series, not just a movie. So it's like, there's, there's breathing room between the games where there's like periods of normalcy or tension where the characters can interact and not have to betray each other or fight you know, whatever weird stuff is in the game. Uh, so it's kind of got this apocalyptic zombie kind of thing going on, but without the zombies, which is refreshing. So people are in this, um, apocalyptic country and there's other people that they'd eventually encounter. And so there's like a society that starts up, right. And they all are like trying to collaborate and play the games. So there's, there's, interesting dynamics like that um, outside of just the actual plot where they have to do all the games and survive. So uh, I thought it was, it was really good the first season or at least very watchable for uh, a popcorn show about a bunch of fantasy elements like I described. So that's cool. That sounds good. I might watch that. It, it was, it was good. I had to, I had to binge it. Cool. Got through it in like a, a day or two. You're not going to talk about your... Okay, arcade. yeah. So the other <laughs> thing is I bought a bunch of... Not a bunch, but a, a couple of arcade cabinets. Uh, I, I went and got the arcade one up. Um, Marvel versus Capcom cabinet from Best Buy. Cool. So, so it's got Marvel superheroes, Marvel vs. Capcom 1, not 2. Uh, X-Men versus Street Fighter. Two in there. They're going to just put in another machine. So you I think a licensing too. thing or yeah. a hardware thing. I'm not sure which. I, have to I think the emulator. The to that, uh, I want to take you for a ride. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't you know. Because like, song? I think. That thing just loops over and over again. Marvel versus Capcom 2 was available on 360 for a while, wasn't it? Uh, I played it on Dreamcast a lot. Well, it, it got released as like a HD edition, right? Oh, uh, probably. That's what I was thinking was maybe because it it was something you could play oh, on a current gen system. Buy, uh, so if they did that, maybe, maybe. Uh, also, maybe it's a Street Fighter Two everywhere. <laughs> true. I've purchased it multiple times. Uh, uh, they do have a Street Fighter cabinet that I haven't. Yeah, I really played, want that. I, I, I just can't. It. I can't understand that because it's like a bunch of versions of the same game. It's like Street Fighter Two, Street Fighter Two Turbo. We're like the only difference. As far as I, I'm not a fighting game guy, but as far as I know, it's just the speed is faster. There's, there's some, like championship edition, which maybe has like, you can play as bison or something. Yeah. Uh, so like if you have that, edition. why would you ever play the original? Unless you're like They're, a mega nerd and you 
know like the nuance between like the frames or some crap between the two games or something. Yeah, or, there's, like, there's some minor tweak. I just, as a kid, I always wanted a Street Fighter cabinet in my house because it was the the game I played the most. That I, I would... mean, if they had like Street Fighter Two and like a couple of the versions plus, uh, like Third Strike or Alpha or something. Yeah, uh, I could see that for sure. Or, I mean, or some I, other games on there from Capcom because they have like a really big library. I would um, what I want to do is buy one, gut it, and then put in a, a Pandora's box in there. So I've I've uh, heard that, but yeah, um, <laughs> I yeah I got I got that arcade cabinet and I I didn't want to mess with it because it's like it's Marvel and it also Marvel's looks Capcom really cool. Yeah, the the outside is real cool. I don't want to mess yeah. it up. Uh, I, I don't think that that's like a big problem because they sell like ready to go kits to mod these things on etsy or whatever yeah but um i got that one i got the neo geo cabinet which is awesome uh it's got 50 games on it um most of which are great uh the, the only thing is it has like all of the king of fighters games so yeah like, i was just gonna ask is it mostly fighting games or are there beat-em-ups on there there is so it's got all three sengokus on it um oh really yeah one two and three which this is thing cool. That I got doesn't have that on there. That was like the first thing I looked for. I think that one has one of them. I think it has two. Does it? Two or three. It has a bunch. Well, it has a few. Uh, like, is it Metal Slug? Or yeah. So stuff? this one also has all the Metal Slug games. Okay. Um. So it's got Metal Slug and King of Fighters and basically Fatal Fury, Samurai Showdown. That's Plus like a favorite. bunch of lesser known ones like uh, Art of Fighting, Art Last of Fighting, Blade. Um. World Heroes? I can't remember what it is. There's like some... Around, have that, it, like, it's like... All, um, yeah, it's, it's bottom shelf Street Fighter or whatever it is. <laughs> it's basically uh, Heroes from Around the World kind of thing. Okay. But um, it also has like Shock Troopers 1 and 2, which is a isometric um, Contra kind of thing. Okay. Uh, or like top-down Metal Slug maybe would be a better way to think of it, uh, which is fun. Um, it's got the beat-em-ups like Sengoku... Uh, no, no, like flight games, which kind of stinks. Like uh, Raiden or whatever. I don't. Neo Geo has stuff like that, but I don't know what it's called. But um, Magician Lord, which I guess is like a side scroller. It, it's got a good variety on there, is what I'm trying to say. Does it have the, what button layout does it have? Uh, it, it doesn't have the four. It has six buttons, but two of them you don't use. So. That's weird. I, I don't thought know why they did that. Neo Geo has like the four. Sometimes there's like yeah, the red, yellow, blue, green. But they yeah. have that plus two white buttons. That's weird. It is a little weird, but it doesn't. It doesn't bother me. I thought maybe it was because like they were going to add games later to it. They require more buttons. Can you do that? I don't. Maybe it's for people that want to mod it. I'm not sure. Oh, but that is a, a an oddity to it. There's some weird things about the cabinet. But like the library on it, I thought was a great value because it's basically the same price as an arcade one up cabinet. Okay. So in that aspect, yeah, why, why wouldn't you like it? But I don't know, people that are Neo Geo fanatics that are like, that doesn't click right when I move the stick. You know, they're, yeah. <laughs> they're super picky. Uh, <laughs> a lot of them had issues with it, but I liked it. Um, but yeah, that was like a bucket list thing for me. I always wanted an arcade cabinet, so I bought a yeah, couple of too. them. I got a... Uh, one from Home Shopping Network that's like a one that you can hang over a door. Oh, yeah. And it has yeah. Um, Centipede, Millipede, uh, Missile Command and stuff, like all the old trackball games. 
which is super fun. Uh, that's cool. It's it's really cool. That that's my uh, my super nerd out thing that I've been into lately <laughs> is surviving twenty twenty with retail therapy, buying uh, <laughs> arcade cabinets. <laughs> I've come really close to buying uh, some on uh, just on let go or whatever. Um, oh yeah, just to see if I could get a deal on one. Um, but then with the PS5 stuff, I'm probably going to wait. Yeah, that is the thing. They're like as that. much as a PS5. <laughs> you just yeah. get one cabinet with like four games on it. So Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. I, I think it's fun. I'm I'm into it. No, yeah, it is. It, it looks cool, too. Whenever really you come like over, we can play. You know, that's that's also a, a thing. So Yeah. It's, it's a little bit different from playing, uh, you know, on the computer or on PS5 or something or whatever, PlayStation having the controller in your hand on a couch is different from like standing at the machine. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I felt like it was worth it to, to at least get a couple of them for that. It's cool. I, I, I'm going to get a couple at some point. He's caught it. He's caught the fever. Oh yeah. Yeah. I heard Neo Geo might uh, do a version two of the MVSX. So they might okay. do a, a redesigned cabinet with like the original button layout. Cool. Maybe different games. Who knows? Where did you get that one? Is did you guys order it from their site? Or yeah, I ordered it direct from uh, oh, okay. like mvsx.com or something. Okay, cool. Might be into that. Well, uh, that's that's probably the longest nerd minute we've done. I think that's, yep. that's a, a function of not having done one of these in a long time. <laughs> 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 I think we can we can wrap it up there. Okay. Uh, congratulations, uh, everyone for, for listening to this and surviving 2020. Yep. Uh, looking forward to 2021, not because there's anything particular happening in 2021, but just because it's not 2020. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. But yeah, thanks uh, yeah. if you listen to this whole thing. <laughs> yeah. appreciate it. Appreciate, uh, the folks that are, that are listening and have gone back and listened to the other episodes. Yeah. Uh, I know there's people out there that are like, Still going back and listening to the friggin' pilot, which I can't believe. I, I want to take it down when I think about it, but then I just try not to think <laughs> about it. But uh, yeah, we we appreciate your uh, your time. I don't know what to yeah what to even call yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, we appreciate the time, and you know, I don't know if if this is true for you, but I, I don't listen to as many podcasts anymore because I'm home. Yeah, it was drive. it was commuting for me when I listened yeah. to all of them. So, if you're still doing it, thank you. Cool. Well, this won't be the last one, but this okay. is it for now. So, see you next year. See you next year. <laughs> Thanks again for listening to the show. If you'd like to support Tech Junior, please go to techjunior.dev. You can sign up for our newsletter. We also have links to our social media and other places that you can listen to the podcast. If you can, please leave a review and subscribe if you haven't already. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Tech Junior Podcast. Follow Lee on Twitter at Lee Warwick Jr. And you can follow me at Ed Otero, the O's or zeros. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time. <laughs>